supposedly today because none of us will promise tomorrow. And I pray, God, that someone might repent of their sin and confess their sin and invite you to come into their heart and into their life and receive your mercy and grace and the hope we have in Jesus. Father, we pray for folks that have damage because of the, the storms and the winds and we pray, God, that you would restore them and strengthen them and help them, Father, in their loss and losses. Father, just makes us realize this morning that we don't have to have a life to find joy in you. And Father, to be reminded that you're faithful even through the storms of life. And Lord, I pray today that your Holy Spirit would be the, the power that generates everything we say in you. Father, that again we would be drawn closer to you. So Father, just help us today. And I pray, God, that when I am weak, that I would be strong for you. You tell us that your grace is sufficient and your power is made perfect in weakness. May that power be revealed in our lives today. We love you, Lord, and we give you all praise and glory and honor again for your faithfulness and your goodness to us. And we ask now that you would have your way through everything that we do. For it is in the strong and holy and powerful name of Jesus Christ I pray. Amen. Oh, mm -hmm. 
Investigation that 
We had a couple visitors at the time that said there wasn't a solid state in the back of it. It was against a wood panel of wall in our den, and it got so hot that it caught the, the, the paneling on fire. And firemen uh, said, you know, it was by the grace of God that we survived because as the vents kicked on and the furnace downstairs was in our den in our basement, the smoke began building out of the, the vents and, and the temperature was so hot downstairs that they said they had to come up even though they had full gear and oxygen. And then when you know how you made it out and if you've been here before you've heard me share, we got a prank phone call in the middle of the night. Some young person that was pranking my dad and uh, it was through that prank phone call that our lives were saved. Or I wouldn't be standing here today. And to this day, we believe God intercepted and it was an angel that called and that woke our family up and saved us. And had we been there just a few minutes longer, we would have passed from smoke inhalation. So fires can be good, fires can be bad, fires can be disrupted. But today we continue our series of sermons called Pray for Strength. Don't think it's by accident that we've been going through a series of sermons on the Holy Spirit this whole year. We've been talking about the many different roles of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We looked at the Holy Spirit as a helper. We've looked at the Holy Spirit as an advocate. We've looked at the Holy Spirit as a teacher. We've looked at the Holy Spirit as a, as a wind beneath our wings or behind us. We've looked at the Holy Spirit as an intercessor. We've looked at the Holy Spirit as a seal. And a couple of weeks ago, we looked at the Holy Spirit as a, the pillar, a cloud that went before the Israelites by day and in the fire, a pillar of fire by night to lead them in the wilderness. And so we are grateful that the Holy Spirit still speaks today and still strengthens us. And who is here today that does not need a greater strength than your own? Don't we all need a greater strength than our own? And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't get through this life on our own strength. We need Him to help us, especially if you're desiring to live for Jesus Christ. You need His strength and His power. And in this particular passage of Scripture today, we see John the Baptist, who was the cousin of Jesus, introducing him really to the world. We see John, who had been baptizing people with water, teaching them to repent of their sin and change of mind, change of heart, change of direction, and encouraging them to live a faithful life for God. He was also sharing that the Messiah was coming, and the Messiah was bringing heaven to earth, and was encouraging people to be prepared to be ready for it. And in our scripture passage today, Luke chapter 3, verse 16, John said, I, he said to all of them, I baptize you with water, 
But there's one who's coming that's more powerful than I. The straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And I pray today that we would look at the Holy Spirit as fire. And when we look at these passages of Scripture, we can be encouraged First, that the Holy Spirit purifies us. That the Holy Spirit purifies us. And honestly, the Holy Spirit is the greatest purifier that we have. Even in Malachi chapter 3, verses 2 and 3, uh, the prophet was talking about when the, the Spirit of God would come. He said in, in verse 2, Who can endure the day of his coming. Who will be able to say when he appears? He will be like the refiner's fire and lighter's soap. He will set as a, a purifier and refiner of silver. He will purify the Levites and will, will refine them like silver and gold. He was saying the purification would start with the messengers, with the ministers, with the church, that they would be purified first because they've been unfaithful and they had sinned. And we look at what the psalmist said in Psalm 24, verses 3 and 4. He said, Who may ascend to the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in the holy place? He said, the one who has clean hands and a pure heart. Now, whether or not he's referring to the temple at Jerusalem, or he's talking about man in the heaven one day, but he's talking about us having a guiltless conscience. He's talking about us having the right heart with God and the right spirit. And that God allows us to be purified to get our hearts where they need to be. And sometimes God unfortunately purifies us with some problems and some pain, some trials and some troubles. Sometimes with discipline and with disappointments. Sometimes that's not a pleasant process going through purification. Sometimes it's very painful. I think about what Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12, when he said, Do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were ha was happening to you. But rather rejoice that you share in the sufferings of Christ. We should not be surprised when we're trying to live for Christ that we won't experience some fiery ordeals. And sometimes God uses these to test us, to grow us, to purify us, so that we might have clean hands as a priest might wash his hands before entering into the temple, that our hearts and our lives might be pure. That's that beatitude we often share out of Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see 
God. That's when David cried out in, in Psalm 51 10 after he committed adultery with Bathsheba. Create in me a clean heart, a pure heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. So we know that the spirit is a fire to bring purification and cleansing and get our hearts and our lives where they need to be. Is there something that needs to be taken from you or purified from you today? Is it jealousy? Is it greed? Is it pride? Is it anxiety? Is it anger? Is it loss of self-control? What is it that maybe the Lord is, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is trying to purify from you today so you can be the best version of your Christian life that you can be? What is it that needs to be purified in your life? I shared the early service I remember as a child when I would get a splinter in my finger and I would go to my mom. And I remember like it was yesterday, I think my grandmother would do it too. If I had a splinter, they'd get out of a needle. And before they would go digging with the needle, uh, needle they would light a match and stick the tip of the needle in that match. Does anybody remember? That happening? Yeah. Was my mom and grandma the only ones that ever did that? No, no, no. What was the purpose of sticking the needle in the match? To clean it, that it would kill the germs. It would be purified so they could take out that which was causing pain. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit cleanses and purifies and takes out of our lives, what maybe is causing us pain and causing us to fall short of His glory. We live with the Holy Spirit as a fire that, that purifies, but also the Holy Spirit protects. The Holy Spirit protects. Eastern shepherds would build a wall of fire around their fold to protect them from wild beasts and to keep the sheep safe within. That's what God did for his people. And when we think about the, the Israelites there in Jerusalem and, and Zechariah 2 5, the Lord said, I myself will put a fire or have a wall of fire around them, and he would be the glory within it. And so we know that he is in the business of protecting. In Psalm 116, verse 6, it says, The Lord protects the simple hearted. And when I was in need, the psalmist said, He saved me. So when it says simple hearted, we're thinking about having a, a childlike faith, a trusting spirit. And when we put our trust in the Lord, He protects us from all the many darts and arrows that the that the evil one, Satan, sends our way. And don't you know that on a daily basis, we have thousands of temptations? Aren't you tempted multiple times a day? The devil tempts you in some area of weakness of your life. He's tempting you, whether 
towards the goal or with an action or with the person or the place or the thing. And the Holy Spirit can help protect us. And some great ways that He can protect us is in the passage that I've asked you to pass times to memorize. And I'll challenge you once again. It's found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16, 17, and 18. And these are good tools to help protect us. And then I'm going to bring in verse 19 to help us as well. When Paul says that we are to be joyful always. Now I've told you so many times Christians walk around like they're unhappy or or just have no joy. Happiness is based, as we talked about on circumstance, but joy comes from the Lord. The joy of the Lord, Nehemiah said, is my strength. And we know that we are strengthened when we can have joy. Christians should be the most joy-filled people on the earth. We have the joy of the Lord. But then he says in the second part, verse 17, be joyful always. Pray continually. Prayer is a weapon that we have against the evil one. And Ephesians 6.18 says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Are you praying evil way? Are you praying when you're tempted? We have the power of prayer to help us when we are tired. That will extinguish the evil darts of the devil. But then, also, lastly, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Are you guilty of being a complainer? Are you, being, are you guilty of being critical? Or are you one that's a thankful person? I shared at the early service, we try to teach our children to have attitudes and gratitude. Some people are never content, they're always wanting more and more and more, when we need to be satisfied with what God has given us. Instead of complaining about what we don't have, be thankful for what we do have. And today it's an inconvenience not to, to have electricity or lights and so y'all ain't been without electricity, but be grateful for what we are able to do. But then verse 19 that we often don't talk about is do not put out the Spirit's fire. Or other versions say do not quench the Holy Spirit or the Spirit's fire. And when the Spirit of God is moving, we don't want to preach it. We don't want to put out the Spirit. So I want you to let the Spirit of God continue to move in your life. And to bring a flame of revival and hope. And we need that Spirit in our lives and in this church. I shared with Mike Sapeo, shared in his book, Helen Sear, about a book that Anne Graham Watts had written on the Holy Spirit. When he shared about a young college student who had been away at school and came back to, to his hometown and went by his pastor's house, who was up in years, and when he went in to visit the pastor, the pastor invited him into his warm, cozy study where he had a fire burning in the fireplace. 
school and about new friends and, and about what was going on uh, in the young man's life. The pastor said to the young man, so where are you going to church? You had a church where you're going to school, which was about three or four hours away. The young man said, no. I, I don't I, I don't go to church. He said, I feel like my faith is strong enough without it. And honestly, with my classes and with all my other activities, my schedule is too busy to really go to church. Pastor never said a word. He went into the fireplace. He removed the log from the fire and set it on the heart. And he just sat down silently and just looked at that log. After a while, the young man thought the older pastor had fallen asleep. So he stood up to leave. And as he stood up to leave, the pastor looked at him and said, Did you think I had fallen asleep? He said, I've been looking at that long. He said, Have you noticed that while that log was with the other logs on the fire, it was burning brightly. But he said, when I took that log and placed it over on the heart by itself, what happened? The flame went out. He said, you are like that log. He said, if you want to keep the flame of your faith burning in your life, you must stay connected with other believers. Amen. Wow. But when you try to go ahead by yourself, that flame has the possibility of going out and dying out. And I think about Hebrews 10, 24, 25. Let us spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but let us encourage one another and all the more as we see the day approaching, the day of the Lord's return. We need each other. There's strength in numbers. We encourage one another. We hold each other accountable. We love one another. We hold each other up when our strength is not enough. We need the body of Christ to stay together. It's important that we Feed off the spirit that lives within each of us. And John said, I come to baptize with water. But there's one much greater than I, more powerful, that will baptize with the Holy Spirit and in fire. And know that this fire purifies and protects. But life gives us power. Gives us Power. We need that power. Remember when the Lord said in Acts 1 that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He knew that they could not, and we could not, go be witnesses without his power, that we cannot live out our faith without that power. Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what Paul was talking about in the 
They were stuck in the airport in Charlotte, and the, the flight had been canceled. But there's a later flight, and while we were still there, she got back with that flight and said, I'm not going to be able to come. Kelly looked at me and looked at the situation, and my girls were there, and JT and Blaine had come in, and Jessica Schweitzer and her husband and PK were here, and, and uh, Philip Wilson had come in uh, to, to help work the computer, which was not working, and, and Kelly's like, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. We prayed, and she said, what do you think we should cancel? Do you think we should? And I said, you know what? In rules of from Nashville. They got here some bands here. The tables are set up. You're here, we're here. You know what? I think we go for it and whoever can come, we're gonna make the best of a bad situation. Amen. Amen. Sorry. Later that night, my wife called her sister-in-law. Said Rachel, would you be willing to speak and share? She said, I will. And we went on. JT had these uh, had a portable battery-operated mic and one speaker that our musicians were able to use. We found another one in the choir room for this morning, but they came with one mic. One ash for the guitar and not 570 or 80 of them that I'd be willing to guess 450 or 475 came. And the devil was defeated.
our privilege to pray with you so you can receive this free gift. Maybe you're a Christian and the flame is about to die out and you've lost your passion, your zeal, your fire for the Lord. You can get back to that. I need a fresh uh, anointing of your power in my life. Pray for it. Ask me for it. Or maybe you've been looking for a church home. I share this at the early. I'll share it with you. This would be a beautiful day if you've been waiting to join this church and if you didn't want uh, to do it in front of people, you can do it today because they can't see it. I'm trying to do it today. They can't, they can't see me having a bad hair day. I have a bad hair day every day. But I'm telling you, when the Spirit of God is moving, you want to respond and you can come today and be a part of this family of faith where you'll be loved and encouraged. And in a moment, we're going to sing hymn of invitation, and I pray that you'll have the boldness to come as we pray together. Father, I pray right now in the stillness of this moment that if there are people in this place or people watching and they've never given their heart and life to you, that today would be the day of salvation. Maybe the reason we had services today was for one person. One person might be saved. Or maybe one instead of Christian can have their hands and their heart purified. That we would be grateful for what we do have and and quit complaining about everything that we don't have. But that we would have a thankful heart and spirit. And when we have a pure heart, that we'll see you working in our lives. Or Lord, and your folks that are looking for a church home, this is not a perfect church. I'm certainly not a perfect pastor. But we serve a perfect God. We are a lighthouse on this hill, drawing people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Oh God, give us the boldness today to place our faith and trust completely in you. And we'll give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for the victories we trust you to bring even now in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm going to invite you to find in your pew right at Hindle in set number 480. I'm going to invite you to stand and come as we sing, Only Trust Him, Only Trust Him.
Jesus, for it is in his precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. 